Hey everyone, welcome back to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam, and on today's episode, we'll be going over season four, episode 28, called Acting Out, and it premiered on April 27th, 1994. Additionally, I'm going to do a pretty quick recap because I actually have a guest uh, with me. Uh, We're just going to kind of talk about the episode, talk about 90210, so um, I'll do a quick recap, and then we'll get into that interview. All right, so getting into the episode, David, Donna, and Kelly are, uh, they're giving her an acting book. They're congratulating her for getting a call back in the play. Brenda comes by. She's pretty annoyed um, that Kelly was trying out for the play. And Donna's kind of, you know, she doesn't want to get in the middle of it. She doesn't want them really fighting, obviously. Brandon and Steve are talking and he, while he runs into him, actually walks in on him making out with Laura. So it seems that they are um, a little bit more than uh, just coach and acting coach and, you know, helping her prep for uh, the auditions and stuff like that. And um, then they run into Chancellor Arnold and he tells him that he's excited that Claire is taking Brandon to the prom, which is obviously news to Brandon. Then Dylan um, is, uh, you know, arguing with Kelly again. What else is new? They've been arguing a lot lately. Um, Steve and Brandon show up at the Peach Pit. Claire is there. And th- I think this is the first time Steve meets her, uh, possibly. Um, but apparently, you know, they're kind of making jokes about them um, kind of uh, having a thing, I guess, if you will. So then we have callbacks. Uh, Kelly reads for the part. So she's reading for May, obviously. Also, um, Roy is impressed. Brenda, Brenda is not. Laura is not. Um, Brenda and Donna are talking. And Brenda's just obviously upset. She thinks that Kelly stood her, you know, stabbed her in the back. And then she sees Laura with Roy. And she just kind of wants to join them. So it, it seems like they're the three front runners for the lead in the play. Andrea is complaining about her weight gain. Jesse got her some exercise videos because she, you know, needs, I guess, some help for gaining weight. Um, Donna then uh, meets her at the Peach Pit, uh, talking about uh, Kelly and Brenda fighting, just how she doesn't want to get into it. And then Donna and, and Andrea kind of get into it a little bit because... Andrea doesn't think that she's changed, whereas I guess she thinks everyone else does. And Donna's like, you've changed more than anyone because, you know, look at where you were a year ago, which she's not wrong. And then Andrea being Andrea got offended. Then we see Dylan at the beach with Erica and Kelly shows up trying to make up with him. Uh, Dylan introduces Kelly to Kevin. So that's the first time she's meeting him. And Kevin and Dylan go for a walk to check out some environmental chemist stuff and after the walk, Kelly is still being a brat and complaining about uh, having to hang out with Erica. She came there to hang out with him. And they're just, they're not getting along lately. So then we see Brandon go to the Chancellor's house, getting ready to take Claire for the prom. And um, it's just, it's kind of funny. They go to the party. So it's not really, they don't go to the actual prom. They go to some hotel party. They're there. All of her friends are drinking. Um, Brandon surprisingly is given a beer and takes it because he usually doesn't drink. So that was kind of funny that he's drinking. And um, 
then you see them kind of like Claire's just uh, flashing some guys from the balcony and then tells them what room they're in because that's intelligent. And then the guys come, you know, come up there because then she poured a beer on them. So they were not too thrilled. And they knock on the door. They don't open the door. They tell them to go away. And naturally, these men just break down the door because it's so easy to just break down a door. But they broke down the door. Um, and then they start to, these two guys that are pretty big, I'd say, um, start a fight with Brandon and he manages to beat up the two men, uh, who are much bigger than him. So it was a two on one fight, but Brandon got the best of them because that's normal. Then security, uh, comes up, makes them leave and Brandon and Claire have to stay to clean up the mess. Then we see Kelly home with Rocky too. She's talking to Donna who feels bad about the conversation with Andrea and Kelly says that, um, you know, she's also upset about her, you know, kind of arguing, arguing with Brenda. And she, she just says, like, you know, I think that Brenda is still screwed up about you losing Dylan to you. And I think, you know, I think she's kind of saying, like, you should see her side of things, which, I mean, it makes complete sense because she's her best friend who stole her boyfriend. Um, then Andrea is working out with her exercise video while, you know, when she's doing her stretching on the, the, on the ground, she's eating ice cream with the same breath. So it's kind of funny. Um, and then Andre, then Donna comes over to Andrea's to apologize for fighting with her. They're fine. She invites her in for ice cream. And then all of a sudden, Andrea thinks she's going into labor. She's kind of hurled over and Donna quickly calls the, uh, calls the doctor, and then she's going to take her to the hospital. We then see Steve and Laura on stage rehearsing for the role. He gave her a special gift to audition with, which is a gown that his mother wore when she did the show, and then they kiss. So they're a couple now, which I don't understand in the slightest bit because it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's just weird on so many levels. But then we see Brandon uh, is annoyed with Claire and the situation they're in. They're still at the um, hotel. And then all of a sudden she gets like really upset. She's crying and she just says that she wants him to care about her. So she shows kind of like a weakness here. But then two seconds later, she seems fine. And she's being her usual like sex pot self and trying to hit on him because that is Claire. So then Andrea takes where we see Andrea at the uh, hospital with Donna. She took her there. Apparently Jesse's away in San Francisco for some business. I don't know what kind of business. Maybe he's got some interviews or something because he is just a second year law student. So I don't know how much business he's doing, but I assume maybe internship audition, uh, interviews. So, um, but he returns the next morning and Dave and Donna were taking care of her and he's, you know, obviously upset that she was in the hospital, but feeling better. And Donna's feeling kind of down about herself. She thinks that the fight that she got into or the argument she got into with Andrea caused this. And Andrea said, definitely not. I suspected something like this was going on before. So, you know, it's not your fault, which is true. She, she was suspecting some stuff. So then we see Kelly at the Walsh house and she tells Brenda that she's dropping out of the play. She, they're basically telling each other that all the times that they were jealous of each other. And Kelly says she wants Brenda to have the role of Maggie or 
yeah, Maggie. And um, she offers her help to rehearse. So they're kind of in a better situation now. Then it is the final auditions. Kelly's there to support Brenda. She's not trying out anymore. And um, Kelly speaks to Roy about it. And he's disappointed that she's not doing it, but he's fine with it. Brandon and Steve show up to watch the auditions. Laura is up first. She ignores Brenda completely when she says good luck and she's in the zone, I guess. She goes on stage and she kills it. She does a great job. While she's doing it, Brenda's realizing she does a good job. So she's kind of, you know, taking her hair out. She's a little freaked out. And she's just, she's just distracted. She's not in, in, in the zone like Laura was. She does her audition, bombs it. Not great. So then afterwards, uh, she runs out. She's upset. Brandon tries to cheer her up. And then they see Claire on campus. Uh, he kind of just basically reams into her at this point, tells her to stop bothering him because he's just sick and tired of Claire and her antics. So then uh, at Dylan's, uh, Kelly shows up. She tells him she dropped out of the play. And she tells him that Brenda, uh, Brenda choked, it seemed. Like she just, you know, didn't didn't do a great job at her audition and then at the end of the episode we show up we see that she shows up at Roy's house she wants a second chance he invites her in and we see her taking off this jacket and she's got some very sexy black dress on so we are left with what happens when the door closes and that is how the episode ends Thank you for joining. I'm really excited to have like someone who I haven't spoken to on the podcast before. So um, just before we kind of start talking about the episode and stuff, um, you kind of um, were more of a recent 90210 watcher. You did not watch it from when it was on, correct? Yeah, exactly. I started watching it at the end of 2019. Okay, so you, yeah. you got into it because you watched the reboot, right? Exactly. I watched 90210, which was on from 2008 um, until 20. 2013. Yeah, I mean, you know what's funny about the new 90210 for me? I watched it because I grew up watching the original, so I wanted to see kind of a new generation. I was actually pretty impressed with A, it lasted for five years, mm -hmm. and B, I thought it was actually pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I've rewatched I've re it as well recently, and I mm -hmm. think that the first season was not very good. Like, most of the plot lines were not really, like, amazing mm -hmm. but I feel like seasons two and three were really well done really the characters were really f fleshed out and the, the intrigues I think were really really good mm -hmm. season four and five when they went to college it kind of like I think it's not really good anymore right but overall I, I think it was a, a good re a good reboot and it's, it's more of a sequel than a reboot right because you still right. see Kelly and Brenda and Donna right. and all of that so yeah it's funny when because I know that I think originally just Jenny Garth had signed on to do the reboot because I think she was <laughs> on the first episode and stuff and they had like obviously Erin her sister was a main character on the show yeah um, so it's kind of funny just um I remember when Shannon was coming back, because I, um, so I used to work in television actually, and we were working away. for the, um, those E! True Hollywood stories. I don't know if you've ever seen those. So we were doing the Shannon Darty one. And remember speaking to her agent at the time and was saying like, 
you guys are going to miss something big that's coming out soon when this airs. And I was saying to my colleague at the time, I go, I guarantee you she's going to be on the reboot. And she's like, no way. I was like, what else could we be missing that's big? And then it was like announced yeah. that she was coming back. But it was funny. They were promoting it, saying the bitch is back. And Brenda is not a, I mean, you've watched it now. Do you think that's, Brenda's that's a bitch? Because I don't. Back in the days, it was like in the 1990s, it was all over the place. Like Brenda is a bitch. Like how could she's she's awful? She says all of these things to her friends. And watching Nanu Tuano, the original today, maybe it's because it's 2019 or because I'm I'm older in my 30s. But I don't think she's a bitch. I think she just she stands up stands up for herself. Mm -hmm. And her parents they treat Brendan so much more leniency yes. than her. Like Brendan got in a hit and run, no big deal. Yep. Like he drove drunk, no big deal. We'll buy you a car. So I kind of understand why she was sometimes yelling at her dad. And if anything, I think Brendan is more disrespectful because he always like talks to his dad as if as if his dad was his equal. Like giving orders, okay, dad, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that. And it's like, whoa, you're not the dad, like you're the son. So I don't think Brenda is a bitch. And I think it's really interesting that she got this kind of reputation and it stuck with her like for 20 years. And yeah, yeah. maybe just I mean, back I in the days, like because it was in the 1990s, so like more sexism and because she was speaking her mind, like people did not like that, I guess. But a part of me thinks that a lot of it stems from Shannon and the behind yeah. the scenes stuff. Because at the time, I mean... You had sent me a really interesting uh, article that I was like, you know, read uh, about kind of some of the stuff that was behind the scenes. But um, I mean, I, it's funny if social media existed then, how much more they would have, you know, been exposed. Um, but the, you know, the stories that I remember hearing was she was coming to set late and she yeah. was just very kind of like difficult to work with. And her and Jenny, I mean, they've, yeah. they've they've said it before that they've gotten into like physical altercations. Oh yeah, I read a uh, Jenny's Guard biography and she recalls it in details, but she also says that today, like they're friends, yeah. they, they move past it. But yeah, I, I do, and I mean, I've heard stories also about Shannon on, on the set of Charmed. So I do think some of these stories were true, but I, it, it, it's really interesting how it kind of like um, melted into her character and they kind of became one person. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I mean, it's funny, a lot of the things about Charmed, because people were saying that she was fired from 90210 mm -hmm. and all this stuff, but I was just like, but Aaron Spelling did hire her again for Charmed. Exactly. Um, so I'm like, I don't think she was that bad because you wouldn't rehire someone if she was really that like problematic to work yeah. with. But apparently on Charmed, though, her and Alyssa Milano did not get, I remember seeing, I think she was on Watch What Happens Live. And okay. Shannon and I think Andy Cohen asked her say three nice things about Alyssa Milano and she said she's pretty she's pretty she's pretty <laughs> so she couldn't really say anything yeah it's so funny because I'm watching Charmed right now and there's also so much drama about it because yeah basically uh Shannon left or got fired after season three and then they got Rose McGowan right and yeah. apparently there's a lot of drama between her and Alyssa Milano so that kind of makes me wonder yeah, maybe Alyssa is the toxic one right. but it's kind of hard to say because I feel like the, the only one who knows everything is uh Ollie Mary Combs and Combs, she doesn't yeah. really spill the beans like she's very classy like she doesn't really comment yeah, on that so she I doesn't feel like really yeah, she doesn't want to get involved in it as much yeah <laughs> 
So, um, all right. So you started watching. So you are not done though with the series yet, right? You're still watching no. it. I'm in season five right now, but in the middle of season five. Okay. So we're yeah. still, so this is episode 28. So we won't really talk too much past it. So what I want to ask you, I guess, up to this point, because yes. I like to just, who, like, rate kind of your favorite characters from, like, least favorite to favorite? Um, okay, so I would say my favorite is Brenda. I'm like, I'm here for her. I like her. Mm -hmm. uh, my second favorite, I would say um, Donna. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like her character, because because her dad was the producer, so, you know, she has to be a virgin and she has to be perfect. Yep. So it's a bit unrealistic, but I like how she, how she sticks up for herself. Like, you know, the episode where she was buying stocks and people were calling her dumb? I yeah. really like sticking up for herself and even yes. with the virginity thing she she told david like no like i told you no and it's not gonna change so i think that's a good model for <laughs> even if it's maybe not super realistic because she's always perfect all the time at least she, you can see that she has a bit of a backbone and she sticks up for what she believes yeah. in um then i would say brendan mm -hmm. he's a bit annoying sometimes but i yeah. still think like he's cute and like it he usually has good storylines Mm -hmm. um i really like steve i think he's funny um maybe sometimes the way he speaks did not age really well but overall i don't think like he's a toxic character or anything like i no. think he's a great guy a great friend um then i would say kelly mm -hmm. she's okay you know i don't really love her too much but i don't hate her either i mean i i kind of go through my things right <laughs> yeah i know i, I remember yeah <laughs> would say um dylan seriously like i don't understand why he was such like a teenage like uh like you know like heart rob and everything mm -hmm. i think he, he did not deserve brenda the way he was when he was dating her um i think he was barely putting in like the minimal effort then he cheated on her with her best friend yep. and even when he's dating kelly like he makes zero effort like everything has to be on his term like mm -hmm. we're gonna do the things i want to do no i don't like going to parties so we're not gonna go to a single party ever yeah. i feel like today that would never like uh i mean maybe you could write a character like that but he would not become like a, such a sensation you know yeah and even physically like i mean i think yeah he's good looking but for me i think he looks so old i think he even looks older than andrea really you think so yeah at first i was like oh my god this actor must have been like 33 or something and then i looked he him up and i was like no he was in his 20s but i feel like yeah he looks older than all of his friends he had a lot of wrinkles on his forehead yeah. which might have been you know i mean because obviously andre is the oldest but i think uh steve's older than him like steve's second oldest mm. and it's true but it's crazy like uh i am zeroing even when you look today at pictures of him, he looks so young. It's like he, he never really aged. He just looks super like, I don't know. I feel like you could put him like on a, on a, on a bottle of vitamin and it would sell super well. Like he just looks like super healthy. And well now, I mean, he was doing like Sharknado. I mean, he's just completely, you know, but it, it's funny. He definitely, I think at some point though, because I never really thought of him, like, I was always a Brandon girl, always. Like, I loved, I mean, I had a pillow with Jason Priestley. I oh mean, I was in elementary school, like, just, like, obsessed with him. Um, but I, like, rewatching it, I was like, I am Zeering's not a bad-looking guy. No, he's um, not. Like, But he gets to a point where it's like, you could see he's aged. Like, when yeah. he's playing, like, a 21-year-old, and you're like, no, nah, he, he looks like he's 35 here. Fair. And I think that I think happened that, with Andrea. Yeah, I think what happens with uh, with Steve Sanders is that, 
like the fashion is so out of date you know he's wearing like his mullet and his like crop tops and his like button shirts yeah, so like but what if you remove all of that and you just focus on his face he's really really good looking so yeah. i think that's why people don't really think of him as like the best looking guy but i really think he was you're right <laughs> you know it's funny who i think surpassed them all because he looks mm -hmm. he was the youngest was brian austin green Oh, oh my God, I forgot David in my, uh, I forgot about David. Well, I really liked David in season two and three. I thought he was, a, he was a great boyfriend, very cute. But then in season four, what we've seen so far, he became like a different person. And, and he was already a different person before the drug uh, abuse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like very, like almost very rude to Donna. And I would say almost verbally abusive with her, like, you know, like, telling her things super like rudely almost treating her as if she was his personal butler and all of that yeah so that was like kind of out of the blues like a 180 but i really like david in season two and three yeah the end of without giving it away because i haven't gotten to that one yet but the season finale of the season four was a big shocker with david <laughs> yeah you're right yeah and but you know did you know that happens like did you know any of these spoilers that you're seeing um yes because you know it's in pop culture right it's everywhere sometimes you watch a movie and they're talking about nano 210 so i know what happens with uh let's say jenny gar well kelly and you know okay. the famous phrase that everyone knows okay uh, i know I exactly what you're talking about but yeah <laughs> I, I know that and um but some i don't know much about like season eight nine and ten i know that uh luke perry came back after a break so i know that at some point his character is going to be gone and randomly come back but i don't know what's the context for these things so i still have a lot of things to oh, see good. so i'm happy it. you don't fully know everything because there's definitely yeah. going to be stuff that i think you you know that are really good i personally i liked college better than high school um Interesting. i liked um i think season five which you're into now um there's some really good characters that are introduced and and there's some good stuff with that um i, I mean because i actually think freshman year of college is probably the worst of the four years in college okay so um yeah like sophomore year uh junior year is is phenomenal uh, okay i'm excited to see all of that yeah junior year is my favorite i think of college um okay. Yeah, so you have some some good stuff to to look forward to. Yeah, and I'm also watching Melrose Place at the same time. Oh, really? I know nothing about Melrose Place, so that's also like a surprise for me. So right now I'm on season two of Melrose Place, and I like it. Like it's, I mean, it's really 1990s, but I like it because yeah. I like. Is I like Heather, the Heather Locklear's on it, right? At this point. Yeah. Because it was yes, always yes. remembered. I watched it, but it's like I wasn't as. I should probably do a rewatch. They're both on. Are you watching on Hulu? So in Canada, we don't have Hulu, oh. but I, yeah, it's just, it's not available. Uh, so I pay for CBS All Access. Yeah. It's like okay. Netflix, but it, it's only $5.99 per month. And that's, that's where I'm watching Nano 210, Melrose Place, and also Charm. But oh. I don't know if it would be the same thing in the US, but probably, right? So. Yeah, I mean, we have CBS All Access. I just don't, I mean, I have like every other streaming service. <laughs> um, that's surprising. They don't have Hulu in uh, Canada. That's... They should yeah, I don't know why. Like, I feel like they could just like, you know, it's already working in the U.S. Like, just open it to Canada. You don't have to create a technology or anything. Like, it's already all set up. Yeah. But yeah, I would love it. But no. Yeah, because there's <laughs> some 
good original content. I mean, Handmaid's Tale is like an amazing show. And it's- Oh yeah, I love it. I found a way to watch it. Oh, did you? Good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because Handmaid's Tale is like a Hulu original and that's a a great, great, great show. Yeah, and I watched recently another Hulu original called A Teacher. Oh, I just watched that. Yeah. Yeah, that made me uncomfortable a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's hard because, it's, you know, it's something that happens in real life, but it's well done. I know. I mean, the most famous one, obviously, was, um, was it Mary Kay Letourneau? When he, yeah. He was like 13, I think, that, when that happened. I think yeah, her student was in sixth grade. So, yeah, that's really sh- shocking because sixth grade, it's, you're a child. It's, you're you're oh, not even a teenager. Yeah, even, uh, I mean, not making the, the the teachers any better, but at least like he was seventeen and yeah. turned eighteen in the middle of it. Like at least exactly. he's a little bit older. <laughs> yeah, he's gone through puberty, whereas a sixth grade boy not fully. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so funny. Um, you were right. watching Nano Tuono live, right? So as it was airing every week, and you had to yeah, wait a so week. Yeah, so I had, it's what's happening. Yeah, so I. I was really young when it started. So I was in elementary school and I was actually shocked that my mother even allowed me to watch it. But my dad was saying, she, my mother is actually older than, uh, I mean, younger than Gabrielle Carteris who played Andrea. So I think my mom was, I mean, she must've been, cause my mom had me at 20. So she okay. must have been 26 or 27 watching it, and I was six or seven. So she must have been watching it herself and just yeah. like just allowed me to watch it. Because um, it's funny, like other friends of my age, like were definitely not watching it from the beginning. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because I was in fifth grade when they like graduated from high school. So, wow. So I was young. Um, I mean, but I do, I remember watching certain episodes like where I was in my house watching it um but yeah I mean it was certain at certain times we had to um I was like oh, we were out to dinner and my mom forgot to record it for me oh, so no, like yeah. we, had, we had to put like the VHS tape because it was before like you know yeah. streaming and you can watch anything later so I was freaking out that I wasn't going to be able to watch it um oh yeah that was my experience with Buffy I had to you know watch it as it was live or get someone from my house to record it and one time my parents forgot to record it and I was like you know it's it's the end of the world like and it's so funny because today everything is available online like it's it was such a different time but it was just like 15 you know 16 years ago I know kids today they have no idea how easy they have it like we had stuff we had to watch stuff live yep <laughs> I remember we had as a family we always used to watch friends on Thursday mm. nights. we'd always watch friends and it was always like on a commercial quickly bathroom break because it was like yeah. we, we couldn't stop it so it was kind of just you know the 90s was a completely different world <laughs> yeah and also you really had to pay attention because if you miss a few details you were lost for the rest of the episode whereas today if you miss a detail you can always go back you know catch mm-hmm. what they're saying but back then you really had to you know to sit in front of the tv and listen and not do anything else yep totally yeah it's different i never you know it's funny i never watched buffy but a lot mm-hmm. of my friends did, but I'm thinking, I, I, I was like, I should probably pick it up because oh, you I should. do, I mean, and I love Sarah Michelle Gellar, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Buffy aged really well, except, you know, for the, sometimes the special effects are, are pretty bad, especially in the first or second season, but overall, I think the message and the characters, 
I think if they were to redo Buffy today, I would say just maybe change a few things that I think did not age well, and that's it. So it's, I think it, you was, think it would transition well. Yeah, I think it was well ahead of its time, you know, in terms of like the message and the dialogue mm-hmm. and all of that. I did see the movie, I remember, before that came out with Luke Perry, actually. Which, oh, yeah. Yeah, he was in the movie. The movie was so bad. Like, it's it's two different things. It's like apple and oranges. Like, movie, you can I know. Like, it was, it was, because I think, like, at the time, the 90210 was blowing up, and they were probably just throwing scripts to the Oh, cast. I bet. Like, if you were Luke Perry or, like, uh, Jason Priestley, yeah, you probably had scripts, like, piling up on your desk. Like, mm-hmm. you could pick anyone you wanted. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, because it was, I mean, just crazy. I mean, I don't know if you, you I think you listened to my um, Michael Rollins, who played Jordan Bonner, my interview with him. He was saying literally walking from the trailers to set with Jason Priestley was insane, like the fans and stuff. I can't, That's I mean. So interesting. I don't know if, well, if kids today are like that about their favorite shows. You know what I mean? Because like you were telling me, you were sleeping on a pillow, on a pillowcase of Jason yeah. Priestley. And I don't think they do that anymore. Like today, maybe the, the maybe Riverdale and all of that. I don't think they do these things anymore. It's kind well, of different. Yeah, like, River, Riverdale, you're right, would be the most um, similar popular. to the show. Yeah. And it's just, um, it must be, you know what? It must be like the bands more so, like One Direction. And oh, the, yeah, that's true. That's probably like where the, you know, the younger fans yeah, yeah, he was younger. I mean um I was like an NSYNC girl but I mean I was not I went to the concerts but I was never like that kind of oh yeah me neither (laughs) where they're like crying over these people um which is just it's just so funny it's just uh um must have been like just a trip for them to you know oh yeah I mean and I read a lot about uh Jenny Gart and how she said it affected her and at some point like she was afraid to just leave her house or you know she would never go to the mall because she was too anxious so I feel like I feel bad for them because especially the girls because it's so much worse if you're a girl because if you're a guy worst case scenario you have screaming girls like you know around you if you're a girl if you have screaming guys it's (laughs) it's more stressful so yeah, and guys yeah. watch the show also. I have a lot of guy friends that all watched it, so it was like everyone was really watching it at the time. You know, I think I, think I read somewhere that like uh, when they were in high school, which was when the show was its most like as the most popular. Um, I think of the teen market, they got something like fifty percent, something like fifty one teen, fifty percent of all teenagers were watching it, or maybe it was twenty five percent, but it was insane amounts that today no shows would ever be able to get because there's just too many shows and too many options even Riverdale does not you know get that right I know that's crazy it's crazy yeah did you watch the um the reboot that came out like the BH 90210 like the- uh, I liked it and it's it's well actually it's so funny because I tried watching BH 90210 before watching 90210 oh. I was like, I've never seen Nano 210, but I was like, I'm sure it's going to be easy to follow. Because, you know, I watched Nano 210, the, the 2008 sequel, and I was able to follow and understand the, the, everything. So then I tune in into BH Nano 210, and I was like, I don't understand anything. I was like, right. what, was that, what is going bit. on? And then I read online that, you know, it, 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 for it to make sense, you need to be to have seen the original show and know a lot about the actors and their personal life. So I was like, okay, one second, I'm gonna watch the original and then I'm gonna go back to BH90210 and then I understood everything. So it was yeah. good. I mean, it, it was, was very, it was very meta. I felt yeah. like very, you know, 
And I like I liked it. Meta. Like I really like, you know, Dawson's Creek and DOC were very meta as well. So I really like that. But yeah. Yeah. You're just a random person tuning in you're not gonna understand anything you're gonna say these people are crazy like what kind mm -hmm. of script is that i know and it's funny i mean i love that they were able to get um i mean i think unfortunately because of luke's passing uh mm -hmm. shannon agreed to do it but i was really really excited that she signed on to do it because it just would have been like a bummer without her Oh, yeah, and especially since Luke was also not there, it would have been two people missing. But, yeah, it was great when she showed up, like, on the screen, and, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I wish, um, it's, it was definitely a bummer, because I liked it. I definitely wish that it continued on, because I think they could have done some that's interesting I, things and brought on some other characters. I mean, they had some minor I, characters, but. Me too, that's what I'm curious about. So if, if they had gotten renewed for one more season, would they have been keep like pretending that they were shooting a reboot or would it have been a real reboot? I was really confused where they were going. I'm my, my guess is they probably would have. Cause I don't know if you've ever watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. Did you ever watch no. that? So no. Curb Your Enthusiasm is Larry David, um, who is the one of uh, executive producers, creators of Seinfeld. So he has a show on HBO, which is, um, it's about him, he's playing himself, and the show is completely, um, there's no script. So he, what he does is he writes a detailed summary. Yeah. He tells, like, we're gonna have an argument about this, but no lines, basically. Interesting. So they did, which was very clever, one season, they decided to do, oh, you know what, we're gonna do a Seinfeld reboot. So we got the mm -hmm. four original characters from Seinfeld, and they pretended on the show like so for the viewers that was basically what we were getting which was the reboot so yeah. i think like they would have done the same thing on 90210 where it's like they weren't actually do a reboot but they were showing us because they gave us a little bit of it where it's like brandon now owns the peach pit and just yeah certain That's tidbits true. david and don are married you know like certain stuff like that um that you know they were giving the fans kind of what they wanted to um see so i think they probably would have continued with that and probably would have brought on way more characters um because i mean i was surprised how much emily valentine was in uh, in it oh and, and i was surprised that the uh, uh the actress who played valerie malone uh, tiffany amber and i was surprised that she was not not there at all well she i feel like they would have tried to get her for season two if it came back but yeah she and jenny garth they were basically, this is, this is, they were bridesmaids in each other's weddings. They were best friends when they were filming the show. They had a huge falling out and they do not oh. speak at all now. Wow. Um, they've been asked about it and they, they very, you know, I don't know what happened. I mean, Tiffany said once, like, I was the one that was hurt in that. Like, it was very, you know, if you Google it, you'll see I some. I never heard about that. Yeah, I'll yeah, see, yeah. There's definitely some stuff there. I mean, she was, I loved Valerie. I mean, because also I grew up on Saved by the Bell. So oh, yeah. seeing her as Kelly to, which, I mean, the very first episode of Valerie at the end of the episode, without giving it away. Yeah. I, I remember, that's one I remember watching, and I was like, like, I did not know what I was watching, because <laughs> it was just, I've always pictured her as Kelly Kapowski, who was yeah. the cheerleader, who was, yeah, you know, it was completely different, it was, it was 
really, really interesting. Um, yeah. It was funny. But um, I was just, uh, yeah, one last thing about BH Nano 2.0. Yeah. I thought it was great to, you know, to see all of them together. And they, you know, they kind of act friendly towards one another. But for instance, I read recently Jason Priestley's um, biography, and I don't know if you've read it, but in it, it's, it's really weird. Like the entire biography feels very hangry and negative. I read kind it. Of, yeah, it sounds as if like he sat in front of his computer and he was like, okay, I have a list of 20 people that piss me off. One chapter for each, I'm going to say what I hate about them and I'm going to send this book to press. Like there's one chapter about Shane and, uh, Shane and Doherty and how she was like, you know, a diva and this and that. There's one chapter about Tori Spelling and he was really mad at her. Yeah, he was really mad at her because she sold something that was about his wedding. It was there's his even wedding a invitation, yeah. Yeah. There's even a chapter about Misha Barton and I was like, what has she done to you? Like, leave her out of this. But, and it's, it's really pretty, pretty interesting yeah. that you watch BH Nano 210 that was made in 2019. So after all the, the book was published and, you know, everyone is friendly toward one another, but you know that there was, there was drama back in the days, you know, so it's. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, the thing yeah. is, if you put a bunch of young people in. Oh yeah. But for them also, it's like they probably fought all the time, but it's also they are the only ones that know the experience that they all went to. So it's like probably some like nice high school reunion or something. When exactly. Yeah, and with people working together like 18 hours a day, six days a week, of course people are going to start fighting like anyone would, like yeah. no matter what the industry or the job, like, so it's, you know, I, I totally understand like it's, yeah. Completely. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I think, um, but it is nice to see, I think a lot of the friendships did remain that, because Tori and Jenny are best friends. Oh yeah. Um, I remember watching a baseball game once and right behind home plate were, um, it was really funny. It was Jason Priestley, Ian Ziering, and Brian Austin Green, the three of them just sitting oh, there together. Amazing. So it was kind of like yeah. nice to see. And I think Shannon has said like her and Brian are really best, secret best friends yeah I would not have appreciated so that but she I think because she had um gone unfortunately I think she was in remission um yeah. or she, no she had a her cancer came back when they were filming it and I think she said he was the only one that knew yeah um which is pretty uh crazy that like she was doing that while going through, you know, treatment again. And, and, and yeah, but it was nice that at least she had someone like that, like to kind of lean on and stuff, which it would never have pinned those two as close friends, but it seems that they are. Yeah, no, it's, it's cute. Yeah. And if you Google uh, Shannon Doherty, Brian Austin Green, there's like pictures of them where they just look super friendly toward one another. Like there was a picture, I think it's at a conference or something and they're like holding hands, but it, you can see it's not like romantic or anything. Yeah. It's just like it's a, just friend a friendship. Picture. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that's, it's, it's nice to see that they, they have that. I like that for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't even think any of them, I mean, I think they probably, there's been rumors that they all kind of hooked up with each other when they were yeah. younger, but I think now it's definitely like probably brother sister vibes that they all have for each other. Oh, I bet. Did you see, there was a movie, I think it might have been a lifetime movie or something like that. Something pretty low budget, but it's basically the untold, the unauthorized story of 90210. Mm -hmm. So they, it's basically they hired a bunch of actors to act what it was like to do 90210. And it's just so funny because they got a, the actors, a lot of them, they really look that, like the real people. So, and it's just, I don't know, they just do a bunch of like inside, like, you know, real, 
they do real things that happen on the set and at some point you just see a bunch of people hooking up together so I think they were kind of winking at that but we'll never know yeah. like who hooked up with who but yeah I mean I think um well I think it was something Tori without basically saying it said that Jason Priestley took her virginity in real life Really? I never heard that. They asked her a thing and she said that it was one of the guys on the show. So everyone's like, oh, Brian. Because thinking yeah. it's like you're the same age. She said it wasn't Brian. And then the person's like, um, I think they said, J you saw like her face and she wouldn't say, but it was like, it was definitely Jason. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> I know. Because it's funny that she, yeah, she and Brian, I think they were like 16 when the show started. Yeah, exactly. They were younger than the rest yeah. of the cast who were like a bunch of different ages. Yeah. Right. I think it was, if my memory serves me, they were 16. Same thing with the guy who played Scott, Douglas Emerson. Yeah. Jenny was like 17 or 18. Shannon was like a year older than her. Jason was like a year older than... 20, you know, 20, 21, 22. Yep. And then I think Luke was 24... I think Ian was 25 and I think yeah. uh, Gabrielle was, was 29, 7, 28 or like to think maybe 28 when it started. <laughs> she definitely, I mean, but season one, she looks young. She, she really does. does. She just got like, and I think caught up to her age. Like, they realized, okay, this actress, you know, she lied about her age. So they realized her real age. And I think they kind of tried to do something meta, like kind of poking fun at themselves because they were dressing her like a grandma. Like I was looking at her outfits and I was like, I, I know it's a different decade, but I was like, no way an high schooler was dressing like that. She, she really, she's dressed like uh, someone like in their 50s or 60s. No, she's so wearing think, business, business suits to, to school. Yeah, I think that's just a show poking fun at, them, at themselves. Like, okay, we made a mistake. We hired an actress that was way too old for the role. So we're going to, we're going to admit our mistake and we're going to make fun of it. Like, I think that's what it was. I might be wrong, but yeah. All right, so I just want to go over, so um, I did the recap, obviously, of the episode, but I just kind of want to ask your opinion on certain, uh, certain yeah. stuff in this particular episode. So the, uh, the few main things in this episode. So um, Brandon is taking Claire to the prom. Now, my take on Claire in high school I don't know. I mean, I was not like this. I don't know. I mean, she is very forward and like throwing herself. I mean, she handcuffed herself to a guy's bed. Um, so, and then she just kind of like this episode, she had a little bit of it. It was weird. She, you know, she's been like throwing herself at him. And yeah. then they had the issue at the hotel with the guys that coming in and Brandon was mad at her. And then she had this like, she starts crying and she's like, I just want you to like me. I and thought her character was very unrealistic because, okay, they kind of depict her as like a sex-starved teenager, which, fair enough, but she's also good-looking. So she could find, you know, other guys in Brendan to hook up with. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like it, it's kind of like, it kind of does not add up. And I think, like, I think that's like, the, it was probably a character created by a bunch of guys. Um... Because I don't think it's really realistic. Like, it's okay to have a, a female character that likes sex and is very, like, yeah. you know, like, she goes after what she wants. But someone like that would not stay stuck up on Brendan. Someone like that would probably move on to another guy. And she, she yeah. can get another guy. So I think, 
every time she's on screen i'm kind of like okay like whatever yeah. like i don't really feel like involved in the storyline because i don't find it realistic right true but it is interesting i mean um we will continue to see we will definitely continue to see claire um i know i looked at at the international movie database and i realized she was on for like a lot of episodes i thought she would just be there for a few episodes at first and i'm like no she becomes important she becomes a regular on the show yeah uh, which is great you know and it's funny this seeing like claire from the beginning the character i mean as you'll see the transition of claire um changes and um, you know, she, you'll see, I mean, I don't want to give it too much away, obviously, you'll see. No worries. It's definitely, you know, it's interesting to see Claire, uh, go through that, but yeah, it was, it was, I was not expecting her to continue on the show, and she did. Yeah. Um, she becomes a lot more likable, I will say, I, okay. I, I think. Um, so that was the big thing with, I guess, Brandon. Um, the other thing, so Andrea, I guess, so she's been, it's funny, like, I don't know how I feel about this storyline, because they wrote it in because she was pregnant in real life. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're just trying to give her something, but I, I don't, I mean, what are your thoughts on Jesse? Um, it's interesting. I don't, I mean, I don't really like Jesse, and I think it, it could have been interesting to have, like, you know, an interracial relationship on that TV show in the 1990s, but yeah. I just think the character is not very likable, like, I feel like he's very emancipates everything to Andrea, like even yeah. how she feels her body in the pregnancy. So that that is very like annoying to me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I feel like there was a lot of potential to write a great storyline. And I wish they would have kept Jordan uh, Bonner around. Yeah. I feel like he would have been a better like uh, baby daddy and you know, fi- fi- uh, you know, boyfriend and and all of that. But yeah, they had a it missed opportunity big time for that show because it would have been yeah. And I feel like, you know, the writers were probably like, okay, we need to get a storyline for Andrea. She's pregnant. We're just going to create like, you know, like a pregnancy like problem. But I feel like for most teenagers who are watching the show, it's not really interesting. Like it's not something you want to see on prime we're time. We're not like relating it. to it as much. Yeah. Yeah, it is true. So I feel like they could have either created another storyline or just, you know, have someone else, uh, not necessarily someone else, but, you know, uh, have it jesse be a different person like you know write the character differently and it would have been already more interesting to watch i you know it's funny i actually thought she had better chemistry with the guy who played dan who she ended Me up losing virginity to and i liked them as a couple and then it kind of was very odd that they just kind of made him like a racist out of nowhere i felt oh it was totally out of the blue like you can tell that it's something that the writers came up with like you know they like, wanted to just get at the, at the very last minute after they had already written and shot a you know a bunch of episodes with him they were like okay we have a new guy so we need to get rid of him okay he's gonna be a racist he's gonna be yeah. very like yeah no i, I didn't yeah, it was feel very different very odd because he didn't seem like that type of guy at all he never gave any implication that he was racist he seemed kind of like a liberal kind of leaning guy and then all of a sudden he's just I mean completely making you know like racial comments to Andre about Jesse it was very yeah and and literally like a bunch of comments like every every time we see him on screen he says something different so he called him like Jesus and then he was just like (laughs) you know like like he was like what it was very yeah very interesting but I feel like um yeah I'm with you about Jesse I didn't I don't also feel like the chemistry as much to them i feel like it was 
a little forced because she was pregnant in real life. But I don't, they don't always have to write in. I mean, maybe they just wanted to because she was pregnant in real life. But sometimes I know when actresses sometimes get pregnant in real life, they will cover it. Exactly. Um, um, yeah, I've watched a bunch of TV shows where there were pregnant actresses and I've never noticed until I've read about it, like, you know, in the, in the news or something. Or, I mean, I think it could have been interesting to have Andrea be a single mother, you know, get pregnant after a one night stand, because I'm sure it's something that, that happens to a lot of people in college. Yep. And it's, I feel like it's something we don't really see in TV shows. So yeah. I definitely think they had opportunities to go with this and they kind of just, I mean, it ended up being boring, but I mean, yeah, like some people kind of is like Andrea, like they don't care as much. Maybe about I know a lot of people. They were like, you know, Andrea, whatever. Like she's with Jim and Cindy. She's an adult. Like I don't. Care. I know. I'm like, no, she's a teenager. Like, and I yeah. care about her. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, her. You know, like stress. You know, stress eating and like watching a workout video while eating ice cream and just complaining about the weight. It's not something that the audience who, you know, are in, are in high school and, and college at the time are, I think, can relate to as much. I mean, obviously yeah, exactly. there's young, you know, mothers and stuff, but I think it's just, it's not something that you're, you're relating to as much, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other big thing in this episode, so it's the play, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, that Brenda um, is auditioning for, and then Kelly ends up auditioning for the same role. Now, what do you, like, I think Brenda has a real gripe to be annoyed at Kelly. I think so. I would be very annoyed if, like, I had a passion for years and I was applying for something extremely competitive, like, I don't know, or let's say I'm in university and I applied for, like, a very specific scholarship and I've been planning for it for months. And my best friend, who never had any interest in that thing, out of the blues, applies for it. And it's just like, oh yeah, why not? Like, what's the problem? I would be, yeah, no, I do think she has a point. I, I was yeah. with her on that. Yeah. And then it's funny, like, I think um, Laura, who I think it's very odd that Laura has come back and Steve is kind of with her. Um, yeah. She accused him of raping her. I know. And I mean, yeah, if I were Steve, like... I would just stay away because it's just it's it's you can see that it's either someone with mental problems or like you know you don't want to risk her accusing you again or something like that it's yeah. just again I don't think it's really realistic that Steve would be like oh yeah whatever let's just hang out I'll together. help you like, with no auditioning worries. yeah it, it's totally not realistic um yeah it's it's funny but Laura definitely also I think is liking that Brenda and Kelly like it seems like she's kind of planting seeds in Brenda to try to almost start something between them. And it, it kind of worked because Brenda did choke at her, you know, when she did the yeah. audition, she choked. Um, exactly. Because I mean, yeah, if you're stressed out about your personal relationships and all of that, you're not going to be as good in your work and you're, you're not going to be as focused. Yeah. So I do think she was like, yeah, this is my, my, my way in. Like these two are going to fight together and I'm going to get the role. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I love it. It was so funny. I thought when I remember uh, when Laura went first for her audition and Brenda's like, good luck. And she just like, kind of like, doesn't even like look at her and she just goes on stage. <laughs> She's in the zone. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of, you know, uh, funny there. And I think, I mean, other than that, there's not really, uh, there's like a little bit of Dylan um, with Kevin, which I mean, 
we'll see how that goes. But yeah. I think I I think that was such a phenomenal storyline with yeah, I think how it, it goes, starts and where it goes. It's well written. And I think it's it shows that sometimes the writers, they do pull something out of their sleeve and it makes no sense, like, you know, Dan being racist. But it also shows that these writers can also plan, like, you know, all along. plan something and really, yeah. like, you know, prepare and advance the storyline. So yeah. that's good. Yeah, because knowing what I know, I, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm watching it differently, seeing certain things, and it's just... Of course. Yeah, I mean, because... You know, I was shocked when I, when we, when we find out, you know, certain yeah. stuff. but it was definitely, I think that, um, that was a good, uh, a good little storyline. And then also, I guess, um, they have Rocky too, the cute new little puppy. Oh, um, he's cute. <laughs> a little golden retriever. Yeah. I think, I think it's funny. Or lab. I think, yeah. I think it's a lab actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's funny. She just named him Rocky too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm just looking, I think that's really it. Um, I mean, do you have any kind of thoughts on, uh, I mean, any comments? I mean, you know a little bit more, but any final yeah. thoughts or on this um, particular episode? I mean, I, th I, th I think it's a great episode and I, I really wonder what it was like back in the days to watch it i don't know if you remember but when you watched this episode live did you know that shannon was going to be out in a few episodes or was this something that they kept undercover and nobody knows you know what i mean yeah so um yeah because this is episode 28 and i believe we have 30 episodes for this season there's a few yes. more um so i think i think that we knew as viewers that she was leaving the show I don't think we knew how or what, you know, like what the circumstances were. Um, but we definitely, I mean, they definitely, I, I believe in the next episode or the episode coming up, they kind of plant some seeds with, um, you know, Jim and Cindy saying that their best friends uh, live in Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Um, which I rep because that's where I went to college in Buffalo. Oh, nice. Um, Valerie Malone actually went to, she says she went to SUNY Buffalo and that's where I went. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so that's great. Like, oh, you hear something like that in a TV show and you're like, hey, that's where I went. I know. It's funny. I didn't remember it, obviously, because I was not in college when the, sh the episode aired. So rewatching it, when she said she went to SUNY Buffalo, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, it, was kinda, it was funny. But um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, we, we definitely knew she was leaving but not yeah. um, the circumstances around her leaving. So okay. uh, we only have obviously a few more, few more episodes left of her. Uh, I know. Unfortunate. I know Brenda was, but uh, this episode ended with a real, hmm, cause she went to uh, the director, Roy Randolph's house and wanted a second chance and takes off her jacket. And you're like, oh no, Brenda. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I, I mean, well, I don't want to give too much yeah, about we the know next what happens. episode, but it's it, it's kind of unclear if she wanted to seduce him, she wanted to have sex with him, or she just wanted to do none of these things, and it's, she was just wearing that dress, because, you know, you can dress sexy and, you know, have no intention right. of doing anything. So, and I, they left it kind of open, so that's interesting, and I, like I don't know what they were trying that. to do with that. Yeah, I do like that they did that because you're just kind of like, oh, like she'll do anything for the part, clearly. Um, but, you know, I think maybe she was just trying to get into the character with the sexy dress and stuff. Oh, like that. yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 So, so, 
but yeah, so um, I'm really happy, yeah, to have you, uh, you know, talk to me a little bit about it. Um, just because you have an awesome Instagram. So what is oh, your handle? You. So if people want to see it. Uh, yeah, it's called uh, Miriam in Toyland. So it's kind of the band Babes in Toyland, but yeah. with my name. And Miriam is spelled M-Y-R-I-A-M. Awesome. Thank you so much. Of course. Thanks for having me. facts and tidbits for this episode so the music when brandon and steve run into claire at the beginning of the episode at the peach pit the song is she'd rather be with me by the turtles then um when andre and donna are at the peach pit the song is gimme gimme light sign by brent wood brenton wood I don't know that one. And then a, uh, a good one, uh, when Claire and Brandon talk at the party, the song is The Sign by Ace of Bass. That was a very popular song. Also, the guy, so the two guys that um, Claire kind of flashed and came in and broke the door and got into a fight with Brandon, one of those guys, I don't know his name in real life, but he played Tony Miller in my all-time favorite movie, can't buy me love so it was a nice little uh tidbit for seeing him i was like oh look at that it's tony miller so um that's all for the fun facts and tidbits for this episode thank you all for listening to casa walsh beverly hills 90210 podcast my name is sam i also want to thank miriam for stopping by talking to me about the show and the episode Uh, I highly recommend checking out her Instagram. She's got some really cool stuff on her page. And if you want to check out mine, my handle is samlev28. Or if you want to reach out on Twitter, it is at thesamlev. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys. uh, Know what you think about the episodes, about the the podcast, uh, any, you know, any reviews you guys have, uh, what you want more of, uh, less of, anything like that. Love to hear from you. So um, thank you for listening. And we'll be back next time with season four, episode 29, called Truth and Consequences. So we are, we are getting towards the end of season four. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.